0: What's up, Bookworms? I'm your host, Stevie, and you may know me from my book review Instagram, Book Obsessed Reviews. Welcome back to episode two of Club Boyfriends. Today, we have yet another exciting episode planned with me as my co-host and good friend and published author, Monty J. Go ahead. You take it. Hi, over. guys.
1: What's up, all you cool cats and kittens? Shout out to Carol Baskin um how's everyone this fine afternoon or day or night evening you know whatever it is where you're at um MJ. it's 12
0: o'clock in the afternoon here <laughs>
1: yeah uh mj here bringing the comedic relief to stevie's genius um today's a super cool episode because today we have our first guest round of applause drum roll please Which
0: we'll get to you later
1: <laughs> Prescott Lane, US Today bestselling author and overall writing rock star. Obsessed with her covers,
0: obsessed with her. In general. Me too. I'm obsessed. You already know this. Ah, like, I'm really yes. Obsessed with this woman.
1: Super excited to get to talk to her. I'm hoping that, you know, where she's from New Orleans, she has a southern accent. So I'm not the only one sounding Southern in this.
0: MJ's my Southern counterpart where I'm the northern because I'm from Maryland
1: <laughs> we work well together I also am wearing you guys can't see it but I am wearing a Nirvana t-shirt because she just released her new book *Rider*, which is a country rock, rock starish star. country rock star even though I don't listen to country music often which is very funny to me I'm from the south and I don't ever listen to country music um but I've got on a rock star shirt rip Kurt
0: Cobain love of my life just to fit the vibe. I'm go- I'm going the '80s vibe today. My With your um, cut off, clerk. cut off, looking great. Makes me feel official. Well, and when you get your microphone pinned to your um, your bra strap, it's entertaining too.
1: Oh yeah, it's like we're a little bit official, but still a little bit ratchet at the same time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Makes you want to go
1: watch TikToks all day. Oh. TikTok kills me. I spend three hours on TikTok for no absolute reason. These every night before bed, I just sit there and I scroll through them. Yep. See see collect- goes. So, what's new in the book world? You released a book. Oh, yeah. I released a book um, before we get into talking to Miss Lane. Um, I released a new book, Ice Hearts. Came out on the 24th. It's doing well. Super excited about it. Um, I made top 200. I made top 200 in uh, sports fiction, which was a really big accomplishment for myself. I was really happy. Thank you to all the readers and everybody who, you know, read it and reviewed it. Um, I've gotten great, you know, reviews so far. super hyped, super excited about it. It's doing well. So glad everybody is loving Nico and Riggs. Um, And I don't know, everybody, all the reviews that I've, you know, seen and people have sent me and stuff like that. And people who have messaged me have said that I, um, they were very good like opposites attract and that's really kind of what I was going for so I'm super excited about that and I'm more excited that everybody thought that I handled the mental illness um well that was like my biggest worry but now that everybody's been you know saying that I've done you know it justice it's just uh, it's just a weight off my shoulders
0: so that was definitely a fear for you of making sure you got that part right
1: Oh, absolutely. Because it's such a personal thing for me, you know, like my dad's bipolar. So I wanted to represent it in a good way. And also one of the biggest things I didn't want to do is I didn't want people to think that I was like romanticizing mental illness, you know, because it's not something that should be romanticized or, you know, glamorized in any shape or form. I just wanted to show like, that people with mental illness can be loved but love does not heal their mental illness like so many people and i feel like so many young girls especially you know feel like if they have a mental illness that if they find love it'll like automatically like cure like whatever mental illness they have and that's that's not how it works you still you still have a mental illness you know you may still be bipolar you may still have anxiety or depression or you know something of that nature it doesn't go away because you're in a relationship where somebody loves you it just means that they have to find a way to love you with that mental illness and that's what i wanted to show is that nico love him there was this one reviewer who called him a cinnamon roll and i was like yes nico is my cinnamon roll yes he is a cinnamon roll nico the cinnamon roll he is he learns how to love and cope with somebody who has you know a mental illness and you know he loves Riggs for who she is and not for who you know he wants her to be and yeah so it's going well super excited about it
0: so what else is going on in the book world let's see what what's coming out this week normally I'll I'll go over this at the end to what's coming out next week or this week I should say I forget that we're re- we're filming this one on a Monday this time last time we did it on a Thursday night yeah <laughs> so because we're night people, but we got to be up
1: early for Miss Prescott Lane, because she's in New Orleans. We got children, so we got to go. She's got children, so we got to be early. And me over here, I'm like a dead, dead animal on the side of the road. I am not a morning individual. Me
0: neither, but I'll make time. Let's see what happens today in the book world. Laura Pavlov and Kaylee Loring and Shay's got all reviewed covers today of their new books.
1: Ooh, ooh, we love a good cover reveal.
0: Oh, girl, me too. I was talking to um, I think it was Christy Lee about the Foster cover and telling her how we talked. I love him. I love that cover. I said we have got to get you on this show so we can just talk about your cover.
1: For real, not even joking.
0: That <laughs> it took her forever to pick the right cover. <laughs> so I, you know me. I mean, got some Getting the cover right. It's every day. Getting the cover
1: right is so, so important. And so for book three, uh, we're figuring out a cover reveal date, but uh, thanking my release date for book three is going to be somewhere on like 1119. But like finding the cover for book three, I, I even messaged Stevie. I was like, listen, we got to scour the planet for pictures of who, you know, I want on the cover for this.
0: I helped pick it. Whoop,
1: whoop. Yes, you did. And we found it. And let me tell you, this man.
0: I also would like to give a shout out to your um, Facebook group because the fact that they are loving that Chris Bandy song that I chose. Ah, yes. <laughs> just makes my heart happy because it fits so well with Nico and his dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I was just like, man, I heart you. I heart you all.
1: <laughs> you know whose covers that I really really like is amo jones i think she hits the nail on the head every time she makes a new
0: cover oh speaking of kaylee loring's new cover hello man oh yeah we love it we love to see we love woo. a shirtless man if you're not on instagram right now girlfriend woo, <laughs> go look at kaylee loring's cover she just revealed that which by the way it is now monday and i am so behind on posts today so I'm just now getting around looking at them. Uh-huh. I had a sinus infection all week, so my reviews went up late. We're just starting Monday on a right foot this week. <laughs> it happens. It happens. We got out of the wrong side of the bed this morning, guys. It's I did. It's fine. It happens. I was working the mask business last night, helping my mom make her, make. Fill orders for the new COVID masks. Of course, but, uh, we got medical. We got medical material in, so of course they're selling like hotcakes. Like everybody wants a medical mask that says "thank you" with hearts and stethoscopes. Listen, your mom is the OG mask maker, isn't she? Oh my god, she is so talented, and she handsews all of it. Mm-hmm. She does it all by hand. She was using a sewing machine very early on, and then she's like, I just like doing it by hand. And at this point, she's made probably over 50 masks. Have
1: you seen, speaking, going back to covers, have you seen, I need to like fangirl over this cover real quick. Have you seen um, C.L. Matthews, Here Here Lives a Corpse cover?
0: You know what? I did because I signed up for promo for that book.
1: I love that cover. Love it. That's
0: probably one of my favorite covers this year.
1: I know. I love the colors. I love the picture. I'm obsessed with it. I loved it. It was insane.
0: I'm not going to lie. I'm a girl for a minute over Emery Rose. She's a, I believe she's a British author. Mm-hmm. But she's contemporary romance. And she has a book coming out soon called When Stars Fall. Mm-hmm. And...
1: That's <gasps> yes, author. I've seen that. I've seen that all over my Ooh. Facebook. That man, that man. Woo, God that Lord cover. Jesus.
0: And lord asked, jesus who was it that had a great cover Oh, jessica clyde mm. I that's how you say her last name um she had a phenomenal cover and i even comment like when she commented on my instagram post about it i said girl we love a good cover we need to get you on this podcast and talk about your cover yes i love a good cover but yeah here
1: L- here lives a corpse comes out like october 13th by ceo matthews i love it i love that cover obsessed with it
0: it's so good Mm -hmm. like you said covers are everything covers kind of depict and i hate to say but some readers go off of covers
1: yeah and i mean some people don't some people do i mean me me personally i want to have like as a writer i if i don't have the right cover on the image of my book i'll i'll lose my mind i'll lose my mind
0: I am too as much as the synopsis is huge for me too because I love certain tropes and certain ones like I'll know instantly whether or not I like it or not Mm -hmm. um when it comes to the covers if the covers don't match the people
1: yeah I think that's a big thing for a lot of people and I was super against having a cover model because I didn't want people to compare the description of who they were in the book to the cover right But then I started writing it, and then I found certain covers that depicted people perfectly. Like, the cover for Ice Hearts, oh, could not have given me a better Nico. that
0: is definitely Riggs.
1: Could not have given me a better Nico and Riggs. Could not
0: have. Because Riggs, because, let's see, Riggs is like a... She's like OG boss. Like she is. And I
1: love that in the cover, like he's like facing her and she's like looking away. Like, oh, it was just perfect. Could not have given me a better cover.
0: relationship. So anybody who's read the book will understand what I'm saying is that that describes a relationship. Absolutely. Perfectly. It he really does. In the front, but he is behind her 100%. Yes. And in the cover
1: for book three, it's a single person. It's the male character. And let <laughs> me tell you.
0: I get the chills that I've already read. This man,
1: the model, the model of this for this character is gorgeous. I am obsessed with him. The fact that I got, I found pictures of him to purchase for this cover. I was like, bless Lord Jesus. Because if you remember, I I messaged you and I was like, this is the ones I want. But they were way out of my budget. And then I found this one photographer who had taken pictures of him. Like when he was like younger, a little bit younger. And, you know, they were a little cheaper and they were in my budget. And I was like, yep, give them to me, boys. Give them to me.
0: They were. Mm. <clears throat> it's also nice to know when, like, when you start writing a book, you end up changing the names. Cough, <laughs> I don't, don't want to talk about it. I don't have to change it like 18 times. I just want to like, make sure the title. has been seven different things. <laughs> and this
1: is the only book that's been like this. Like I've, I changed book two's title once.
0: You're a perfectionist. And uh, like, yes. I love that about you because I am one of your beta readers. Like I read your books.
1: <laughs> I stress. I stress so hard. I guess like uh, I changed book. To, I changed Iceheart's title once. And that was only because the title I had before was already taken by another author. And I, I, I don't know. I'm just the type of person. I don't want to do that. Like, you to, know, you're clear of it. Yeah, I wanted to steer clear. But I didn't want to make She's anybody angry.
0: Things, but not all of them.
1: Yeah, and we were in the same genre category and everything. And I just didn't want to do that. I didn't want to make anybody mad. And I didn't want to. I didn't want her to feel like I was like ripping off, you know, her book or whatever. to so whoever did
0: can purchase her book next.
1: Yeah, and so uh, I, so I just went ahead and changed it. But this one's not like that. Like all the titles I've came up with, nobody else has these titles. It's just. I want to make sure that I fit Nobody both characters. characters bro.
0: I get, like, hot and, like, just thinking about these men, man. Where's the television show? I just want to make sure
1: that it the title fits both characters well. And that, like, because, like, Love and Hockey fit Valor and Bishop so well. And Ice Hearts is great for Riggs and Nico. And so I just wanted to make sure that this title fits both characters. I'm not going to say their names because
0: I haven't even done the blurb reveal yet. Right. So, I have to, well, I have to censor myself when I talk about your books because I already know them. Like, I know yes. almost everything about this seri- the entire series. So. The funny thing <laughs> is, is a lot of readers,
1: like arc readers and people who have read and have left reviews or whatever, have guessed who the next one is correctly. And lots of people have uh, commented to like, uh, comment on posts and stuff like that. And like, you know, said like, here's to hoping so is, so is next. And I'm like, well, you may get what you need. You may be getting what you
0: asked for. It's fun, though, when you don't do that because it teases them. Exactly.
1: And even though I'm pretty sure everybody knows who the, the third one's going to be. because uh, Never
0: say never because you did. there are a couple characters. In I did. I did. One. So, I mean, you just never know. But I'm excited.
1: I'm excited for book three. Um, I'm even more excited to get on this talking to Prescott Lane, having our first guest. I'm a talker. I like talking to people. I want to get to know some people. Let's get it.
0: Oh my God. I can't wait to hear what she has to say about Ryder and Knox. And, and Knox, Jordan Lord Jesus. Andrew. That cover, that cover, that, that book. Ryder's cover gives me chills because of that guitar, and I want to be that guitar. It's Latin. Same. Same.
1: I love, I like Knox's cover because he looks like he could kill me, but he could also do my taxes right so, he looks
0: like an accountant but he also looks really handsome and like yeah
1: like he could definitely like choke me out but also like get my life together so he, i'm here for it
0: he kind of we, we've talked about this in our text messages recently about um there's an amber alert anybody that's close by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right
1: let's give a warm welcome to the bookshelf boyfriends podcast usa today best selling author and all-around writing rock star prescott lane hi hi how are you today I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good. Tired. I'm not a morning person. Is, where are you? Is this morning for you? It's morning. I'm in Virginia, so it's almost it's almost like twelve for me, which is kind of morning.
0: Okay. <laughs> and it's twelve I'm, for me too because I'm in Maryland, so and we're only what we're six hours away. Yeah,
2: something like that. Yeah. Well, I'm in New Orleans. It's eleven here. Gotcha.
1: But, See. But, Anything before one PM is morning for me. I'm a night
2: person. Okay. Well, lucky you, I had to get up with my with my daughter at six. Oh no. Getting her off to school. So see I no. have two kids,
0: my niece and my nephew, every day. So they're in my house at eight o'clock in the morning. And I'm no nope. by four o'clock.
1: I don't <laughs> have to get up early like that.
2: Well, you're lucky. We were up at six this morning. We had to review for a honors geometry quiz. Shoo! It math. <laughs> math. Not my thing. My husband, Me either. My husband handled that. I'm like, if it was creative writing, okay, I gotcha. But yeah. Math, no,
1: I feel like all, I feel like all authors and writers feel that way about math. <laughs> really it like thinking that's not what they're doing. It's not no. my thing.
2: Not my thing. No. So how
1: is the weather down in Louisiana? It's like raining
2: here. It's supposed to rain today. It's hot. I mean, it is still very hot, but we're supposed to rain today and then get a little cool front Mm. and be like in the mid 70s. So that I think this would be the first September I can remember where I would be able to pull out a sweater in September. So we're excited for tonight to to get a little cooler because it's hot 2020 is all over the place it's it's been the most insane
0: year 2020 is like all over the place it's just been crazy (laughs) i will say at least the The weather's crazy we've had many hurricanes oh yeah
2: you guys just had a big one too right well new orleans missed. we got missed to the east and we got missed to the west so One storm hit Lake Charles Mm. and the other storm hit um, Pensacola area. So Mm. we missed it both times, but I feel for those people. I mean, I lived here during Katrina and so we, we know what it's like. And um, it breaks my heart always when Uh, you see that happen.
1: I hate that. I'm, I'm lucky. I live in like the middle of the Appalachian mountains. Like I live in a bowl, like an actual bowl. So we're protected by mountains on like, every side so we don't ever really get any like because i'm landlocked in the middle of virginia like at the like i'm close to tennessee and kentucky and i'm in virginia so i don't really have to worry about any like lucky i don't have to worry about like tornadoes or like hurricanes or anything like that because it just never really happens here well that's good i'm also glad you have a southern accent stevie makes fun of mine
2: (laughs) (laughs) i know i i yeah. Everybody, when they hear my, my voice, they're like, Oh, can you talk? Can you talk? I'm like, no, no, no. not I'm having Northern.
0: I, I got the Northern accent. It's okay. It works for
2: you. Okay. It's fine. It's all so good.
1: Stevie told me something super interesting about you that you sold your first story to your dad.
2: For yeah, a quarter.
0: For a quarter. <laughs> I love that story. Cause we have a thing about turtles.
2: Yeah. Um, when I was little, I used to like, I, I love to write. And so i write these stories and I was huge into just like rhyming and alliteration and all that. So my mm-hmm. first story was um, talking, I think it was talking, was it talking Toby turtle or something talks too much or something like oh, that. Oh, that's great. And I wrote it and I, and I put, I remember I took a red crayon and put like 25 and the scent mark and i took it to my dad and <laughs> um and he paid me a quarter for it so that was my my first royalty
0: official <laughs> yes <laughs>
2: official sale yeah that's my first official sale yeah and so he did that with me my whole childhood i would write things and 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 eventually i charged him 50 cents <laughs> we we upgraded we upgraded yeah so eventually i got 50 cents out of him but you know, nice yeah so that was kind of my first uh ventures into writing
1: I've so you're like love for storytelling did it come from like a like a book you read or was it just something you always felt that you were going to be good
2: at or um i don't i i always loved reading i always loved writing um I I just, I mean, I, I was, what got me into writing because my, my degree is in social work. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah. And, um, but to get myself to sleep at night, I would always tell myself stories. Oh, Uh, even from the time I was a little girl, um, Mm -hmm. I would probably, I would read something and then I'd turn off my light and I'd close my eyes and I'd make up my own story in my head. And so that's how I would fall asleep at night. That's awesome. Um, and then, you know, I went to college, I got my, my master's degree worked and then had kids and all of that jazz. And, um, once my daughter started school, I was like, what am I going to do with my time?
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: I wasn't quite ready to step back into, you know, an eight to five mm-hmm. and was fortunate enough that I didn't have to. And so I just started, I'm like, I'm in to a- just gonna write a book I had all these people talking in my head and I thought well I'm just I'm just gonna start story of my life (laughs) The people in my head yeah and so I just started writing and um, my first book was first position and I had absolutely no idea what I was doing I literally wrote that book Um, had it formatted and put it up for sale like uh, (laughs) and I I think maybe four people bought it or something like I had no clue about any of the business part of um, of the job yeah Um, it's and the the writing part of it I've always loved and that's Mm -hmm. my favorite place to be is just me and my computer and my little dog he's right up here with me right now um he's on my writing button Come here, Bo. Come see. Come see. He's so lazy. Come see. Y'all can see Bo. He writes with me. He's probably written most of my books. Can you see?
1: Oh my goodness! Oh uh, my
2: gosh! <laughs> it's so cute. cute. Yeah, and he is beside me for almost every word that I write. I, I wish my how cats, how cats
1: would chill out long enough to let to like write with me.
0: No. They're crazy. When yeah, My cat well, write my reviews with me. My one cat writes my reviews with me. He's right next to me or on my lap.
2: Yeah. Behind my head. Uh, yeah, that's when my dog sleeps. He sleeps on top of my husband's head. Oh my right. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, a bit, he's a bit spoiled, yeah. So, so you just
1: released a new book called "Rider." How yeah. is that going? Is it going well?
2: It's going very well. Here he is. I, I was just telling Stevie, I wish I was a guitar. Oh, uh, that. Okay. So this book has been brewing in my head. I've had this prologue on my computer for well over a year
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, and a, I was almost a year ago. I believe it was probably maybe last October. I was just searching images and yeah. I saw the, that image. And I had the exact same reaction. I said, "I want to be that guitar." <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I bought. And I bought the image right away. The book yeah. was not done. I mean, you know. <laughs> but, but it was we, had pro- we had a prologue. We had a prologue, but we it's fine. Yeah, but it was fine. I mean, he what he the expression on his face. The passion, his the way his hands were are holding on to that guitar, mm-hmm. uh, it was it was everything that my character is. It is who he is, and so I, I, I um I got the image and finished the book, and there we go. We did it a little backwards, but we got it. I Well, you know, some authors do, but some authors can't write a book without an image. Um, They they start with the image. Yeah. So it it just kind of depends, Um, you know, it. I was a little back. Well, I guess, I guess I did did do it backwards
1: too, because I mean, I'd already planned out all like books in the series. And Mm -hmm. so like finding a cover for book three was the downfall. I finally found one, but like it was the downfall of me. Cause I'd already created these characters and I knew what they looked like in my head. And yeah. I was like, none of these, none of these work.
2: I know it, it, the cover image is very hard. I feel like stock image is so picked over. They rare, it seems like I, they rarely have anything new. Yeah. Um, and I'm one of those people, like, even if I go shopping, I need to kind of see it before I, I before I purchase it, like I want to see the outfit like on the mannequin, you know. Yeah. I'm yeah. Okay, that looks good together. Um, and I'm kind of the same way with my cover images, um, but they they can be very difficult. I'm on the hunt for my next cover image right now, and uh, it's keeping me up at night. I'm not Pinterest. Seeing. I am just you know, well, I get ideas on Pinterest, but then, you know, they're not things obviously that I can go purchase. Um, and so I'm like, uh, but yeah, it's keeping me up at night right now. I'm not what I want to do.
1: I literally went in and like found like a modeling agency thing. And it Uh was like a website that you could type in like what you wanted and they would pop up for like models. And then I'd click on those models and look and see if they had an Instagram and then go find the photographers. It was such a, oh, my head hurt. And then like you have to, you know, worry about like, you know, pricings of like certain images and stuff like that. But I felt like, I feel like cover models, uh, buying like images from like models themselves and like photographers, it's like a little bit more expensive, but it's a little bit more worth it because, you know, you can get like a unique image because it's not on stock photos
0: right so that's what yeah. I did for book three was I, I seen some like, authors even take their own photos
2: oh yeah. yeah oh yeah I mean you can you can you know have a whole, whole studio session and you know get exactly you know I guess what you want I haven't personally done that yet um I'm getting desperate so uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I she, she might do it I might do it <laughs> heard I'm it here gonna... first she might do it I'm getting desperate for the for the next book, and and I am I, I'm just very particular about about my covers. Oh um, yeah, you have to be though. We talked about that. I just yeah. yeah. I mean I like um, and sometimes I I figure you know like I don't know if you're familiar with my book Just Love, and I don't have it next to me. Yes, yes, I love that cover. That yes, cover, I love that cover as well. That I mean. That was a risky cover um you know nobody has a <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yes. it looks like that um but again it was when i when i saw that image it was so my my heroine i mean yeah. she's a wedding dress designer and it you know. just fit the book um and sometimes and so. you got to take a risk
1: like that like to trust like have your readers trust the process and be like listen like I swear if you just read the book, you'll understand why the cover is the way it is.
2: Right. And plus, you know, I mean, it's it's hard to stand out in this mm-hmm. um, in this career, you know. So sometimes you have to do something a little bit different to, you know, to get noticed. I mean, it's there's a lot of books out there. There's a lot of amazing writers out there. And um, you need to set yourself apart in some way. And yeah. so, um, uh, you know, I felt like that cover did that
0: writer definitely writer definitely did that Whew. I love I had not... that book like that whole book had me like sitting up at 2 30 in the morning just sobbing
2: <laughs> and that's what everybody keeps saying you know, everybody always tells me that my books make them cry and so when I go to signings now one of my swag items is tissue packs because <laughs> I, I, I get this I keep those messages every day. Oh, I woke my husband up in the middle of the night because I was crying and he thought something was wrong with me and it was because I was reading your book. And... and you don't know
0: whether to be flattered or like, I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> all my
0: life had me, you know, like, yeah, I just loved all my life. And that book just like gutted me. <laughs> I have
1: not read Rider yet. So my TBR, I'm currently on a work in progress and mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to for book three I don't want to read while I'm writing because I just feel like because like I told Stevie I was like I'll end up reading I like write sports romance and I'll end up reading a mafia romance and then I'll be like you know what you I might write a mafia romance I'm gonna put it in here and my brain just is like Alex stop like for real don't do that yeah and so I have read Knox though, and I also love that cover. That man is gorgeous. That's the same guy. Do y'all not realize that?
0: No, Are I did you not pay attention to that. Same model. Oh my now god. That I, oh my gosh. That blows my mind now. Woo! Yeah, That's, that's epic. epic.
2: Yeah, see, because they're brothers. So I needed them to look a, look alike. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the same guy.
0: I love that. Had you but, not held them together, I would have never.
1: Put never even. I never would have put that together. Yeah, and I, I worried okay, about, about that the thing. That's probably yeah.
0: a really good thing that nobody realizes that. <laughs> Unless you, they're are. gonna be like shook.
2: Yeah, I I worried about that, like that somebody would, because of course you know on the inside it you know says who the, the cover model and all that kind of stuff, and so I was um, I was worried that somebody'd say, ah, oh, well you can keep two brothers and you see the same guy, but nobody has really picked up on that. It's the same. It's just different. Like
1: they have different aesthetics going on, so it's like you don't oh, yeah. put it like
2: together. So now Stevie,
1: yeah. he can do our taxes, and he can play us guitar, and he looks like he might be able to choke us out. I love it. I'm here. I'm here for it.
0: That, that, <laughs> we had a whole conversation about this cover.
1: I loved Knox. I loved that book. I love the way. I love the way you wrote. I think your flow is. I I've read like a lot in like the indie book world and like just books in general, and I love the way that you pace and like flow with your writing. Insanely oh, thank good, you. no problem. Thank you.
0: Insanely I, good. May and May and Knox's story will probably be my favorite. They just went through so much. May I, cracks I me up. Writer and Kayle, Kaylee did too, but their 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 love story started a long time ago.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah. But May. I, May and Knox are, you know, they were fun. And I, and I you know, I, I really like the radio aspect of, of That's, that that so her, cool. her, her show. I thought, you know, that, that was something that um, had come to me a while back. And so I would draw, I would jot down, you know, topics that she could, you know, possibly talk about um, on her show so where do you get like the inspiration a fun thing that was always a fun thing to to write
1: so where do you get like your inspiration for stuff like that like do you just like see something and you're like i'm gonna write a book about that or like does (laughs) it just come to you in your sleep like where do you get like your inspiration for your characters um
2: there's no one place i mean it can be a lyric of a song it can be something somebody says it can be a crazy lunch i have with my girlfriends or something comes <laughs> up um just love came about from from one sentence i was having a conversation with somebody and um they were you know uh, talking about everything they wanted you know for their you know for their kids lives and you know all of that kind of stuff and yeah and i and the thought came into my head you know I, I want somebody to, I just want somebody to love them, you know,
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, love them unconditionally.
2: And so that's what just love is about. It's about loving somebody, you know, warts and all. Yeah. And and that, I thought that was another book that was a little bit, you know, risky for Mm -hmm. how that turned, how that turned out for that hero. Um, But again, (laughs) I just felt like it was a story that I had to write um yeah. and I I'm I'm not a particularly prolific writer in that like I'm not releasing you know four or five six books a year I'm very slow um <laughs> I like to say that my 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 care my books marinate like yeah. do. you know they they have to like sit in their their angst for a while before they're ready um to cocoon into beautiful butterflies yeah, and, and there have been times where I have had a book sit on my computer for a month or two because I can't write the last chapter. Like, I'm not ready for them. And I, oops, I'm ringing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was me. I was like, I thought Fine. I turned it off. Um, and, but they're not ready yet. And so yeah. I, I, ha- I have to be patient with the process, which isn't always easy you know because yeah yeah you know, ready to put it out there and get moving and move on to the next thing yeah um, but I've learned over the years like it will come I just have to you know like I said be patient with the process
0: I'm learning to be patient I have a book sitting on my computer right now that is only seven chapters and it's just it I'm paused like it's not <laughs> it's not going anywhere right now <laughs>
2: yeah. it's just sitting there it happens and when it's ready it will come to you like uh that's how I that's how I write I you know I write almost every day a lot of it is like you know might not ever see the light of day but there yeah. might be there might be times where I write 20,000 words on something to get one paragraph that is amazing and mm-hmm. that I'd take and use somewhere else yeah um but it's the practice of it I think that just like the discipline of kind of writing every day um And that's the, like I said, that's the part that I love. Like the, just being in that, in that space. That's my happy place.
1: I think my biggest issue is, is I have this tendency to like, so where I planned out the whole six book series and I have like all these characters created, I'll be midway through writing a the second book. And then like, I'll have to write something about a subordinating character whose book is going to like come after that. And I'll Mm -hmm. be like, Yep, I'm gonna start writing book three before I am even finish book two. I'm gonna oh yeah, I do that, and I hate my. I hate when I deal. I'm like, no, no, focus, Alex, focus. And my ADHD does not help the situation at all. So yeah. it's just like focus on this target, and then we will move to them. And then it's like by the time I get to the new target I've wanted to, I then want to move on to the one after that. And I'm yeah. like, I just can't with myself. I can't.
2: I usually I, you know what I usually follow my instinct on that if something is telling me to write something I'm not working on I usually will stop and go write whatever that particular scene is now I won't mm-hmm. stop and write like a whole other book usually but I will, <laughs> stop, I will stop and go write that particular scene yeah in my head because I don't want to forget it number yep. one um and, and my mind won't let me, it won't let me go on until I get that, that, that out, that out. I mean, and I've woken up at two o'clock in the morning and flipped over my laptop and, you know, gone to town. And my husband <laughs> is like, can you please? I can't hear those keys anymore. And I'm like, no, I just, I have to, I, The like, keys. I have to, I have to yeah. get it out.
1: Um, I'll be writing a work in progress and then like send like a snippet of like the next book to like uh, like my team or whatever. And they'll be like, Alex, like you, why, why are you like, what are you doing? We're right. Yeah. This is the, this is not the next book. And I'm like, because I had to get out of my head. Yeah, okay. You do. Because you they to get- needed to say it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they do. They, I sometimes feel like, uh, you know, they're in control. <laughs> like I'm just, I'm just the conduit pushing the buttons on the, on the laptop, but yeah. Yeah. They're in control. And that has happened to me. Like I want, I'll name a character and I'll say you know what this happened to me for reason the reason for me the woman's name the heroine's name is Annalise now mm-hmm. do you know how many times you type a character's name in a book right I mean it's endless mm-hmm. and I was like Annalise Annalise An-. I mean it's over and over and over again and I was like no I'm changing her name she's gonna be something else and I changed <laughs> it to some three-letter name you know yeah and in the middle of the night at like you know the witching hour. I had to get <laughs> up. I had to put find all, and I had to change her name back to Annalise, and she is Annalise. But she in was my, not happy. It would. She wasn't happy. In my <laughs> mom. That's what her name was, and I had to do. I had to get up in the middle of the night, and you know, click the find all button and, and
1: change it all back.
2: back. It all back. I mean, there's so. Some <laughs> Sometimes I think I'm crazy, but um. It's yeah, okay. they run the show. They definitely me too.
1: run the show. I told Stevie I think I have schizophrenia because I have all these people that like to like oh, yeah. communicate in my head, but I, pr- I promise it's it's for work purposes.
2: Yes, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, It's me. the same way. I have, right now, I have three different I have six, well, I guess three different heroes and three different heroines in my head right now for three different books, and they're Ooh. not tied together at all <laughs> for all three <laughs> of them. Oh, I played awake at night going can I turn this into a series and then I'm like no I really can't and you know but they they're all in my head right now and I'm I need to get back in my cave and get them get them out yeah so is your like uh
1: your writing process like when you write do you do like a timeline and an outline or are you just like more of like a wing it type of person.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm I am class. a go with the flow. I'm go with the flow. Um drives my husband insane. I mean <laughs> oh, he is very analytical and everything would have um a pro con list um <laughs> and a timeline and an outline and then an outline for the outline. and, <laughs> and I am much more like, hey, I mean I've written books completely backwards um out of order you know yeah yeah I I I, but I'm much more I I tend to know where I'm starting what's gonna happen and what the finish is um (laughs) but I don't have each chapter outlined no I have the idea and I just start I just start
1: going with it
2: yeah Mm -hmm. I don't I
1: like I do that like I'll have I have a brief outline of like how I want it to go and I'll break it into chapters with like each scene, like major scene that I want to write. Mm -hmm. And then I'll do like fill in where I'm like something interesting happens here. And then something will happen here. And then we'll just go with it. Yeah. (laughs) Insert something. And then I will, and then I'll start writing and then my brain's like, we can write the last chapter first. We can do that. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's what I do. And then I end up having to organize it. Yeah
2: but i i wrote i started perfectly broken in the middle yeah Yeah. started it totally in the middle Um, and i think
1: everybody's different with that kind of stuff like some people write on a timeline and like they have to do like every chapter in order and other people are just like no i'm just gonna write wherever
0: i feel like writing today really how we started this too is so we could hear this reasoning Mm-hmm. everybody being different
2: yeah everybody's being being different and I think one of the beauties of at least for me of being an indie mm-hmm. author is that I, I don't have to be on a strict timeline you know yeah. I don't have a, a particular I have my own deadline in my head but COVID happens <laughs> and, you, know, <laughs> you can just change things a little bit you know mm-hmm. um I mean, originally Ryder and Knox were going to be released um, in May, May. Knox Knox was going to release in May and Ryder was going to release in July, but when all of that happened, I, you know, I changed it, Um, but I think that's one of the beauties of being an indie author, Mm -hmm. is that you do have a little bit more flexibility in your timeline, Um, Mm -hmm. and that's helpful for me, because like I said, my stories tend to need to marinate um, for a while
1: and grow and blossom yeah. on their own before I'm ready yeah yeah
0: yeah we and so the world we yeah the world I mean
1: I didn't even I mean I started I mean I've always been like a re, like a reader like my entire life mm-hmm. and I think I always knew from like a really young age that I that writing was what I wanted to do but I come from like a really small like town where yeah. like you have to be the traditional type of successful if you're gonna like make it. So that's where like you graduate from high school, you go to college, you get a job, you get married, you have kids and that's what you do. And that's what everybody in this town does. And that's fine. It's just, I always knew from like a young age that I was like, yep, that is not what I'm going to do. And so I kind of wanted to always be a writer. And I just never knew like how to do it. And I had all these ideas and like characters in my head And then one day like Valor and Bishop were just like, yeah, you're going to write this book and then we're going to figure out how to publish it. And we're going to go from there. And so the indie book world is insane and amazing. And you said something that I really related to is like the business part of it. I had no idea about any of that. And so had did not know that about, you know, like good covers, formatting, cover designers, PR advertisements. I was like this, has blown my mind completely. Yeah. And I was thankful that I had met other people prior that had already been in the indie book world, like bloggers and like other readers who were like, this is what you should do. And this is what you need to do. And I was like, thank you Jesus for these people because yeah. I would have not been able to do this had they not, you know, like helped me into it. Cause I'd always known the words were there but it was just like getting them out into the world for everybody to read and that's how i met stevie
0: yeah i sent her i sent her her review what three days before um love and hockey was released yeah and that led to our beautiful friendship and now we are best we are best friends we literally Uh, talk
2: every day (laughs) uh, yeah i always I, i i did a post on facebook the other day and i said you know whenever i release a book um it always feels like coming home a little bit because mm-hmm. I'm like I'll go and you know somebody will send me their re- review or post a review and I'm like oh my gosh this person's been reading me since my first book or my second book mm-hmm. um and so there always is this little bit of a feeling like you know it's just a feeling like I'm, I'm home like I've, I've come home because it, you know it's so meaningful and special that you know somebody would stick with me That long, yeah, um, and and continue to read my books and continue to pimp them out and support (laughs) me. I love that
1: phrase. (laughs) I love pimping out. I love that. The first time I ever heard that, my
2: job comes in.
1: The first time I ever heard that, I was like, I love that. I love it. That's amazing.
2: Yeah, literally, my job is to do that. Yeah. and it's you know, and I don't, and I don't think that bloggers necessarily realize like how meaningful that is. Mm-hmm. Um, to an author, I mean, you know, I, I write my books in in a cave. Um, I rarely talk about. I, I go against the grain and what I'm supposed to do, um, because I rarely talk about what I'm writing while I'm writing it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, it stays very close to the vest. Um, and so when I release something. And I have bloggers who, you know, are growing crazy for it and messaging me and, you know, posting it everywhere. I mean, it's, it, it means a lot. And I don't know that they always know um, how much it means, you know, even yeah. though, even though, you know, you, you go on their post and you say, thank you. And, you know, you put the little heart emoji and, you know, you're doing that, you know, a lot, um, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's so meaningful when i run into them at a signing or something and you know could wrap my arms around them and say oh thank you so much um yeah because of what they do i'm able to they do. and they do more. just because they love reading and they love romance i mean nobody's yeah. you know paying them to do it um, and exactly. do it for the love of the genre and so that's, uh,
0: that's literally why i started mine i i don't do it for the glory of the name or the money or anything and it's because I was a reader first and my love yeah. is, has always been to reading. Yeah. i always been to the indie world. I've not, I don't think I've, well, that's a lie. I have button publication, like published published books from like real publishers, yeah. but very, very few of them. It's always been indie authors for me. And it's, it was the first thing I bought when I had bought a Kindle. It started with S.E. Stevens and went all the way down. It, it's still growing.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's been 11 (laughs) years. New, new authors every single day. I love that.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So how do you deal with talking about feedback and like positive feedback on like the opposite spectrum? How do you handle like negative feedback and reviews? Like, are you the type of person who like hovers over Goodreads or are you the author that like doesn't
2: even look at it? Um, I, I read every review that somebody posts for me, um, Mm -hmm. and tags me in like my blogger reviews and, yeah, I, I read all of those, but I do not go on Goodreads or Amazon or any of those places and read my reviews. Yeah, um, I learned very early on that the book I write is not the book that everybody reads. And <laughs> yes, <laughs> and so um, mm-hmm. I just—it's um, better for my psyche, you know, mm-hmm. not to not to read, read any of that. Yeah. Um, And I, if somebody says, if somebody has something, you know, constructive, yeah, constructive to say, yes, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just to be like, you suck. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. Trust me. trust me. I've told myself enough that I suck when, you know, you have writer's block or you're struggling or, you yeah. know, whatever. Like, I don't really need you to tell me, but okay. I appreciate um, that though. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I tend not to read any of that. Um, I think it's just better. Yeah. You know, for me. Yeah. After I too.
1: released my first book, well, I mean, obviously, this is my first book. And so like, it was like the first one I'd ever done so I obviously read them and then I was like yep never doing that again not doing it no one
0: text me in the middle of the night <laughs> like why am I doing this again
1: it's just yeah. it like and it's not even and there's so many points like when I read a review and I do I do like I'll, like I like you said I do read the ones that people post like bloggers and stuff like that yeah. so I can read and like comment back and like thank them for like the positive feedback and stuff like that but i mean if there's like construct like you said constructive criticism i don't mind that i don't mind when people are like i think that you know this would flow better if you did it this way that's fine i may take that advice i may not it just depends on how my characters want me to write them but they're just i don't know there comes a point where it's like you want to reread it and you're like i like that's what i meant for you to say but you're taking it the wrong way like i wrote that for you to take a different way But you can't explain that to everybody. And everybody's gonna be in a different mindset when they read. Everybody's gonna have a different outlook on different topics that you write about. And so it's impossible for everybody to love a book. No, you're not gonna please everybody. And And I had to-
0: This is where we, we talked about this in the first episode because I get, I don't wanna say I get called out on it, but I do get told that I write, all I do is write positive reviews. And I'm a big stickler on there are no bad books. There, I, there might be storylines that I'm not a fan of, but I would never tell an author their book sucks. Because yeah. Yeah. I could, much I could, could never.
2: I would cry. I, I could never be a blogger or a reviewer um, because I would only be able to say nice things. It's just yeah, just because I think 10, I know 10, how hard yeah. the process is and I know how much time it takes Um and I, I, yeah, I could never, me either. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. Yeah, I mean, I it would, it would be hard for me them. even to give con- constructive criticism just because I would worry that I was saying it wrong or that I was right. hurting some feelings or, you know, something like that. Um, you
0: can't interpret over words. If you're having a face-to-face conversation, it's a lot easier to give constructive criticism because they understand the way you're saying it. Yes.
1: And you yeah. your face.
0: It, but, yeah. but it's a caddy that whole book I love the blogger world I love doing it but it is a caddy world so there is a reason why I do not talk to a lot of bloggers
1: I do yoga I just I ch- out of it that I keep my display. chakra intact
0: <laughs> like, if you want to follow my reviews I'm thankful for that but it takes a lot of work to sit at home and make schedules and apply for these events and to, to schedule your post and to reach out to to write these reviews like I'm writing I can I did a, I did a count the other day. I've got, I did over a almost 200 reviews in two months.
2: Yeah. I mean, cause you're posting them, in, you know, you have to post them in multiple locations. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and then, you know, some of the bloggers are, are so creative and they make their own teasers and they add their own little videos. And no. I mean, all that's always great. And, um, you know, I mean, you know, they take a lot of time to do well. Yeah um, and I think so. that personally
1: like when if you critique like I could probably like even if I didn't like a certain like you said like I didn't like a certain trope or a certain storyline even if I like hated that trope or idea I could still appreciate the work and the actual writing itself like I could take the time right. to like be like but you wrote a book and that's that's enough right. and right whether everybody in the world likes it or everybody in the world hates it you got that out and that's impressive on its so in in its like own thing and people should be proud of that and like even if you know you get like a ton of negative reviews there's going to be like one person that that book like hit and was like thank you so much for writing this book because it you know and that makes everything worth it like one person could be like I really related to this book. You know, I've loved these characters. You know, it, it reminded me of myself. And it's like, thank you, because that's why I write the book. So I appreciate right. it. Right.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That
0: leads me <laughs> to a good question. Which trope do you like writing the best?
1: Yes. This is what the <laughs> book, yes. About it. <laughs> this is what the bookshelf boyfriend's podcast is about. Is tropes.
2: <laughs> Um. Okay, so. Y'all, um, I'm, I'm going to fail as an author right here. I don't even think about the tropes when I'm writing the book. That's not oh, a bad thing. No, nah, that's not a bad thing. That doesn't thing. occur to me at all. I don't sit down and say, oh, I'm going to write this or that, or this is hot right now, and I'm going to write this or that. I don't even think about it until I've contacted, you know, whoever's doing my blog tour or my PR, and mm-hmm. they say, oh, what trope it is. And I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> let me think about it. Um, yes. I do not yes so I don't really have a favorite to write mm-hmm. um it I don't even I don't even think about it when I'm writing
0: I think that's awesome though because a lot of people do think like oh I'm gonna make sure I write a secret baby this time or I'm gonna write a hockey one some people I mean that some some are great with it but then some I think authors if you're an author that can sit down without a trope in mind hell will do it okay. Yeah, I mean, that. Sport.
2: that's what I do. And some people just have their niche. You know, that's just what yeah. they're, they're really good at the sports romance. or Like Kate,
0: Tony Elo or Elo or however you pronounce her last name. That girl is a phenomenal hockey writer. <laughs> that's right. all she's written. And I, I mean, it, I
1: think that for me, I write sports romance and I write hockey. But I mean, ho- I wouldn't even say that hockey's a trope for me. I just love the sport, okay? Yeah. And then once I... I pick the trope after I have developed a female and a male character or, you know, like whatever I'm writing after I've picked two main characters and I have developed their personalities. And then I ask myself, it's like, should they come together as best friends? Should they come together because of a secret baby? Should they come together because they hate each other? Like, that's how I, that's how I break down what trope I want to write. Hockey is just another character I threw in there because I love right. writing about it
2: yeah no my characters come to me and they're talking and their story is there and if it's a single dad or a single mom or friends to lovers or small town, whatever it is mm-hmm. um is what it is um yeah i don't i don't plan it out and i don't even think about it when i'm writing <laughs> I don't know, you just told it <laughs> I, think I would probably fail like an author course or something. <laughs> no, no. Everybody writes. No, I, I don't, I don't think about it like that. And there are some things like, um, I mean, I tend to do a lot of research for some of my books. Um, like, you know, just love had a lot of medical stuff in it. So mm. I, I had to do a lot of video watching, reading, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, if I tried to write a hockey book, oh lord! <laughs> I've only been to one hockey game my whole life, so that would <laughs> that would be diff- that would be difficult for me. Um, I mean, my I dad have
0: lovers. We're we like Alex and I are huge hockey lovers.
2: My dad is. Uh, well, I'm in New Orleans, so you know we. We <laughs> don't even have a hockey team, so it's okay. <laughs> we used to years ago. We had a we had a hockey team, but um, and that was the one game I went to. But I mean, we don't really get snow or. They don't have same any same
0: sports same or anything. I'm located, I live in Baltimore. Baltimore does not have a hockey team. I
1: live in Virginia, CV. Well. Huh? I live in Virginia, in southern southwest Virginia.
0: I know, but it's the same for you. It's We don't have one hockey team here. We did, years ago, called the Baltimore Skipjacks. <laughs> that was when my dad was growing up, and my dad's in his 50s, but that's still another conversation for another day. He'll tell you all about that. Yeah. <laughs> So for us, it's the it's the Capitals because we're I'm only forty five minutes outside of DC.
1: I oh. root for the Boston Bruins, which is like eight nine hours yeah, north of boy, me. 12. And I think hockey, just sports in general. My dad is a huge sports buff. Like knows everything there is to know about golf, swimming, gymnastics, softball, baseball, soccer. Doesn't matter if a sport if it's athletic, he knows about it. And so, so growing sport. up. Yeah, he could write these, honestly. Yeah. So, like, I... I
2: think I think I've only written one sports romance. Which one was it? First position. It was my first book. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, book. yeah. He was a football player and she was a ballerina. Oh, I love um, that. Yeah, I have an idea for another sports romance, but I haven't gotten to it yet. It's on the, on the list. I just love sports in general.
1: And, I mean, the next series that I plan on writing is skateboarding, which is still like I said, it's still sports because my dad, the X games, skiing, snowboarding, skating, doesn't matter, knows about it. And being raised by a single father, it's either you get with the program and you like that stuff too, or you're gonna be doing nothing. So I just always enjoyed sports. And like I said, I don't even think of it as a trope. I just think of it as like another like character in the book. Like it's just like what they do and like what they
2: love. Yeah. And it's important. I think, you know, it's important that um, sometimes the occupation is a character. Sometimes mm-hmm. the place, I mean, I'm in New Orleans and I've written several books in New Orleans. Um, New Orleans is a character. Oh, in, absolutely. In you no, know, I mean, there, there are some towns that maybe it wouldn't work, it, you know, yeah. um, but New Orleans in particular, it just has its own culture that lends itself. Oh, um, yeah to being a character in a book and so um I think it is interesting to have sort of these you know places or, or professions or other things that 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 contribute to the overall atmosphere and feel of the book yeah I mean, and it, can be, it doesn't have to be a person to be a character I mean I've had dogs um, <laughs> that you know, make your
1: character who their character is
2: yes like in just love there's a dog in that book and and my original, okay, so this is really off the wall. Y'all are really good at <laughs> She is oh like God. But, I'm ready. But for just love, I the original quote unquote original prologue from that book was written from the dog's perspective. Oh, I love that. I
0: mean, if I wasn't that printed, that would
2: have been <laughs> awful. Awesome. I would have loved that. I would have loved um, that. And and I ended up just you know. <laughs> kind of morphing that into the book yeah um, but that dog was a character in that book
0: um, i love before. a good pro see we talked about prologues too because with love and hockey she her two prologues for the first two books had me like they had me crying before chapter one yeah and i would say i was emotionally gutted but they were done from the point of view of one of the parents Yeah, that's
1: the yeah. theme for each love- book is the prologue is written in a third perspective point of view of like uh-huh. each character so that it lines up with the epilogue like how the prologue ends is how the epilogue begins kind of thing Ah, but it's uh for the other characters like their children and so that's how i wrote it and with love and hockey i wanted to take the prologue out because it was sad and i was like people are gonna hate it they're not gonna like it they're gonna be like
0: controversial too
1: yeah it's like dude yeah oh god i was just right out the gate with things that people are not gonna like but uh, then, arc readers were like, "Oh, the prologue was my favorite part," and I was like, "Okay, well, we'll keep it then, I guess." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fine. It's
0: hard to keep the controversial yeah. stuff in. I think stuff scares scared me to do it.
1: Oh, I am scared to do it. I just. Ryder, do it Ryder
0: he- had a controversial issue in it towards, which, is Kaylee one of Kaylee's scenes, and same with Ryder's scene from his past. Um, those can be considered controversial, and they are trigger warnings. A lot of authors are writing trigger warnings now. To not yeah. not away. But do I in, um,
2: yeah. do you well, enjoy
0: writing controversial topics.
2: Um, you know, I don't know that I've. I don't consider what I write controversial topics. Mm-hmm. Um, I consider what I write life. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that. It, it's, you know, I Knox and Ryder might be two of the only characters I've ever written that aren't like "quote unquote" everyday people. Yeah. Um. I, but I, you know, it, you might write about your death. That's part of life. Divorce. Mm-hmm. That's part of life. Right. Um. You know, rape. Unfortunately, that's part of life. Yes. Yeah. And The things that I write about, I don't really consider controversial because they're just they're they're things that are, are unfortunately happen yeah okay. I mean I'm you know so I, I don't really think about again like is this going to be controversial or somebody it it's the story is developed in my head in that way and that's the way it comes out on the page that's how yeah. I feel about them like I read them and I'm like this happens every day somebody somebody does yep. goes through that somebody you know you might somebody has cancer i mean yes. you know, yeah i mean so somebody has you know it's put in a wheelchair i mean these things happen yeah. um and it and i believe those people deserve their love stories and their age just as much you know? as anybody else just as much as you know the billionaire or the military guy or whoever <laughs> it is you know um i think I'm not, I find when I try to write something a little more quote unquote lighthearted, yeah. people say, because like after Just Love, I was like, I, I that book wiped me. Yeah. And um, I was like, I gotta write something just a little, like not so deep. But I mean, that was a book, the only book I've ever written that I cried writing it. Um, yes. And I find when I try to write something, you know, a little lighter, people are like, oh, where's the the tears where's my tears you know they they miss that I think that's what they have come to expect from me yeah
0: I I think that makes me cry
1: I think that as long as I I think that as long as like the topics that people I guess like see or perceive as like controversial I think as long as they're respected like as long as you respect as long as you respect and you do your research on like the character that you're writing about like if you your character is you know about cancer or is handicapped I think as long as you respect the people in the li- in life that goes through these kind of things I think you're good whether you fall on one end of the spectrum or the other end of the spectrum just respect it like my my second book deals with a girl who's bipolar and so mental illness is something I hold like super personal to me my dad is bipolar And so I had, I did even though my dad, I have a family member who is bipolar. I still did a lot of research to make sure that I respected that community and I didn't insult anybody with how I wrote this character.
0: And so I think,
1: yeah, and I don't, and that was the biggest thing for me is like, I wanted to show that there are people who have mental illness and you can still love those people, but just because you love them, it doesn't mean that they're mental illness, like, disappears into thin air and I feel like right that was one thing that I really wanted to show is that just because she gets a happily ever after at the end of it does not mean that her bipolar goes away she's still going to get a happily ever after but she's still got a mental illness and
0: right
1: yeah and so that's one thing I really wanted to do and I think that as long as you respect what you write about and you too the time to like do your research and make sure that you, you know about the subject and you're not just being like, oh, this person's handicapped just because I want to make this person interesting, then you're fine.
2: Right. Right. Absolutely. And I, somebody sent me a message um, not long ago and said, you know, I wanted to thank you for the way that you handled a particular issue yeah. in a book because she's, you know, she was like, I went through that and you handled it with such truth mm-hmm. and um, grace. And, you know, those, those are the messages that, you know. Christ, Christ. I mean, that was me. Because I do, while I don't worry about what trope I'm writing in, I do worry about, am I handling this particular issue?
0: Correctly. Um,
2: I never want to be like, oh, you know, oh, just flip it about something. Um, I, I do try, um, very hard to to be sensitive to whatever issue i'm dealing with and so yeah those messages really do you know touch me and make me feel like i did my job i love
0: it i love that i like yes it's 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 hard to some topics i will say writer certain scenes were hard for me to read because i have been there so i did i do see why somebody would say that and it, it was handled very well. Thank
1: you. And I think being told that you handle something correctly is just like, it makes it worth it. Like I got a lot of messages about, I got a message from one girl who was like, my spouse has, you know, a mental illness. And so like, I appreciate you showing that like, just because they're happy at the end of the book doesn't mean that they all have good days. Like it's like, this, this is almost so much better now or whatever. And I think each of my characters deal with their own, like, you know, personal trauma that they have. And it's not because I want to make, and I think a lot of people misinterpret that because I want to make my characters like interesting or unique or something. And it's not that it's just, I know people personally who aren't all sunshines and rainbows, but they still deserve to have a happily ever after. And that's mm-hmm. why I want to write it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, um, and- I'm, I'm going to try not to use a curse word here, um, but in, in my book, the reason for me, she's a blogger and um, she shares a lot of, you know, personal stuff on her blog. And she, one of the things she says is there are no magical genitalia. I'll use that word. Um, <laughs> <Genitalia>. <laughs> you know, because, you know, just because somebody Finds love doesn't mean all their issues go away. Yeah. You're still in, you're still handicapped. You still have the mental illness. You still were a rape survivor, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, You just now have somebody carrying the load with you.
1: Yeah. And that's a good way to put it. So I'm going to ask you one more question and then we're going to wrap it up because we're coming at the end of our time here. Um, What is one book? like one, like, I guess, genre, trope, whatever you want to call it, that you would eventually like to see yourself write that's completely different from what you've been writing lately?
2: Um, I, okay, so my favorite thing to read is mystery. Um, I love mystery books. Um, so if I decided to step out of romance, I would love to write a mystery book. I mean, will talking- I ever, I don't know. Because my mind doesn't tend to work that way. I think that's why I enjoy them. But that's not, that would be what I We're
1: would. We're talking think. like mystery, like a murder mystery? We talking like scary, like Stephen King? Are we like um, more towards like Robert
2: Pattinson? Like where more, are we at? Okay, so like The Silent Patient, more like a oh, okay, okay, psychological okay, okay. thriller. Like Ooh, I, I like, like it. I absolutely love, and I absolutely love, um, Okay, so like the TV show Dexter. Yes. Like, I love when you root, when you fall in love with the quote unquote serial killer. You know, like, I'm like, oh, Dexter, I will marry you. I love you so much. Um, Like, you're, it's like you're making excuses for this guy who's murdering people. It's like, yeah, like he's a, he's murdering people, but but, but he's, he's only murdering bad people, so it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's I mean, it's all better now. <laughs> and I, I absolutely love when a writer or a television show or whatever can capture that and can make you look like you. That's oh, I was saying. just about yeah. to say that. I was just about to say yeah. that. What's his name, Joe? Joe and you love, yes. like, I was so like, I love him, and my husband's going, Are you crazy?
1: <laughs> I was <laughs> oh literally in the <laughs> middle of watching that and i was like rooting for him to kill the next person i was like yes joe you need to kill that person so you can be with beck that's what you need
2: to do and i was like wait what no <laughs> is coming, is coming. <laughs> super excited about so it. i yeah i'd love to read that genre and so um if i were gonna step out and do something totally crazy i'd want to do something like that that would be
1: super cool i'd love to read something like that from you
2: but thank you so much for being on our podcast
1: we appreciate it and Thank you for being a great first guest oh well thanks for having me no problem um and if you have not read her new book writer go do that because i plan on doing that after i finish start my work with nox first. first it's serious I, so, I already read Knox. we had this conversation no, about other people oh okay i was like oh i was like we had this conversation <laughs> we gotta alert the other the listeners that they have to go read it in order <laughs> yeah they're brothers with their brothers yeah All right. Well, okay. I just, okay. There we go. Did you end it?